On this episode of AV Week, we talk about 40 gigs down traditional category cable, the wireless spectrum auction, and what that's going to do to our wireless devices. Plus, do we really need a winner in networked audio? All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Extron. This is AV Week, episode 237, recorded Friday, March 11th, 2016. Do you have the bandwidth? Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. With us to talk about all the news and everything this week is Mr. George Fournier from FSR. How are you, sir? Not bad, sir. And yourself? Not too shabby. Uh, George is the happy owner, brand new, of of over 1,000 Twitter followers. So keep following him. Yay! Yay! Uh, Also with us is Mr. Justin Kennington. Uh, you may see, uh, recognize this face uh, from a couple different places, but Justin has just joined AptoVision. How are you, sir? Wonderful. Thank you. I don't have a Twitter yet, but I keep meaning to get one. Still? It's expensive, right? It should be quite. All right. Last but not least, Julio Carrasco from H323HD. How, how are you, sir? Pretty good, you saw? Very good. Very good. I've been wanting to get uh, Julio on for, for a long time now. I physically met him, uh, was it last year at Infocom? We met for the first uh, time, it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah in Vegas. Vegas. Still, yeah, it was two years ago yeah. um, at, at, at our tweet up. And, and well, let's sure. just say he's a busy guy. Uh, he's, it was the yeah, last time he was supposed to be on. Worldwide traveler. Yeah, you were you were like, hey, dude, I'm stuck in Dubai. I'm like, uh, okay, that's a probably the best excuse I've ever heard. So, sure. <laughs> you know. Sure, honey. I'm in Dubai. I can't. I won't be home tonight. Yeah. Right. Sure. Awesome. Okay. That works. That works. Uh, all right. First up here. Um, so here's an interesting thing. I, I taught a class this week at, at uh, Infocom Connect or last week at Infocom Connections, um, and it was talking with uh, tech managers and, and higher ed folks about transport and talking about how to future proof. And up until probably two or three weeks ago when I was researching and trying to add to that presentation, my estimation of, of where we were going with, with transport and, and doing video was anything over 8K we're going to have to do in fiber, right? Justin's company does some interesting things. They get full, uh, almost full um, 4K down under 10 gigs. But so so that's groovy. But then you, if you do 8K, that's double that. So you know you're looking almost looking at fiber when you were talking about 8K, huh? 4X. 4X. So along comes this story from from CablingInstall.com, where uh, a group of folks are working with how to get Cat 8 four times 40 gigs, kids, 40 gigs on Cat 8. So, Mr. Kennington, we'll start with you. 
Um, the, the question is, is, is how big of a deal is this? Or are they just basically prolonging the inevitable where we're going to have to eventually abandon copper? Wow. Um, that's a big question with, with several points to be made. Um, the first thing that I think needs to be addressed is the difference the kind of data communications that go on in the IT space, in the data center, uh, and, and the world here of Pro-AV, uh, where we like to co-opt uh, and sort of ride the coattails of the, the standards and technologies developed uh, by that much larger industry. Um, so I think in data center terms, uh, this kind of speed over copper can make sense because copper can be very economical uh, to install and deal with. Um, but then on the, the technology side, as this article describes, uh, there are two important, uh, one important limitation and one important thing that's easy to overlook in this article. The, the limitation is that we're no longer talking about 100 meters uh, for forever now. Yes. Uh, anybody designing an Ethernet network cable plant knows that your copper cables back from CAT3 days uh, can be 100 meters long. Um, and in this article, it, it even says, we're not talking about 100 meters. I think they were talking about 30, 30. meters. Yep. 30 meters, 30 meters. Yeah. You yep. can imagine, in a, in, a, in a data center top of rack situation, I only need to get you know from the floor to 8 feet in the air. Um, 30 meters is more than enough. Maybe I want to cross over between racks. And again... There's plenty of space there. There's a lot of application in Pro-AV where 30 meters is enough. Um, the question is, is the 30-meter application in Pro-AV big enough that someone's going to use this technology for Pro-AV? Uh, what I mean is, if you have to have one technology below 30 meters and some other technology above 30 meters, maybe we just all use the other technology uh, because we don't want to have to go back and forth and worry about that shorter distance. Um, but here's the, the very important thing in this article that's easy to miss, is they are talking about uh, designing a Category 8 specification that can do 40 gig Ethernet up to 30 meters on RJ45 connectors. Yes. That is a yes. critical point. Yes. The signal integrity device, the RJ45 connector, is basically garbage. Um, <laughs> however, they said they can do it. Yeah. However, it's easy to use, um, and it's, it's great. cheap. It's, it's has a lot of terminate in, in the field. So right. yes, it makes sense for them to be doing this. My point is to note that and think about the fact that uh, you could build a Category 8 cable and use a different connector and probably achieve distances greater than 30 meters uh, for 40 gig Ethernet. Um, I know, for example, I believe that no one has a Category 7A cabling system uh, that can perform and meet the Category 7A spec with an RJ45 connector at 100 meters. To reach 100 meters and meet the CAT 7A spec, you use different connectors. Uh, the only one I'm familiar with is from a company called Simon. It's their Terra E series, um, which is a very cool connector. It's very easy to use, uh, but it's a, it's a really different thing than an RJ45. Um, so, like I said, you, you need to be aware of that difference, that limitation. It, it could be that our industry evolves in a way uh, that we continue using copper cable, we continue approaching 100 meters distance, but we have to evolve away from the RJ45 for the highest performance applications. All right. Mr. Fournier, let's, let's get your, your, your take on this. Um, where are we headed with, with category cable and, and transport? Um, well... 
FSR currently, you know, we have a full HD base T line that we're out. Uh, and we're having hard enough time with integrators that are actually um, complaining about using cat six a, Yeah. you know? Um, and so trying to get people to look at technologies that are going to be uh, encompassing a cat eight a down the road. Um, it's very interesting. It's very cool. Uh, has a lot of, uh, a lot of possibilities but I, st I still fall back on what are the installers doing? You know, that's usually, to me, uh, you know, aside, like we were saying, the RJ45 connectors on here are the weakest link in the, in the chain. It's also um, acceptance of a lot of the integrators. Um, you know, if, if I have to put a, pull a cable that doesn't fit in some conduits because of its bend radius and, and makes it harder, uh, those jobs in New York City just got a lot more expensive. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be very, be watching this very closely to see what it does, but, um, you know, it, it's cool that they, they push away. And I took that same thing from the article about that. They're saying it's not the connector that's the holdback. It's actually what the cable's made out of, um, that where they're getting this bandwidth from. Right. And, and, um, you know, so then why can't we just juice up cat six a, well, and the one thing they did say is in the article is that they're 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 not even considering making the cable bigger, right? Right. There are design right. limitations to that. There, are, um, the uh, I think it was twenty two gauge is, is is the biggest that they'll go. So yes, yes, they were actually using Cat six A and Cat seven A as their their benchmark yeah. and saying, okay, look, baseline. we need we need to stay at we need to stay at this size for um, for for acceptance within the industries. So. Yeah. All right, Julio. Let's let's, get, let's find out where you where you come down on this when it comes to transporting, you know, video and audio. Uh, are we reaching the limitations, and should we just you know kind of say bye bye to copper and, and move everything to fiber? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to move where the technology is going, right? People want everything faster. You know, they want it as if it was yesterday, right? Yep. So, me as an installer, yeah, I, I would say that it has to. It has to fall on fiber nowadays. You know, I, I, I can't agree with George and then go back to Justin and say, you know, yeah, RJ45 is horrible, but it's got to be backwards compatible, just like the article says, right? So you have, you know, so many data centers are out there that are 10, 20, 30 years old, you know, for them to take a, a, a task to physically <laughs> go out and change this, it, it's, pretty big but it has yeah that's actually something they even mentioned in the article is that you know when you're putting copper backbone in you're looking at a 20-year investment right instead of five years down the road oh i gotta yank it all out again exactly. um, so most people look at fiber right now and say okay i gotta I'll put that in because i know i've got bandwidth in there yeah yep. um most people are putting fiber you know? yep. Yep. so there's another you know, sort of coming at this sideways perspective that combines those two points. You know, George brought up you have to do, you have to make products that the installers are going to choose, that that's what they want to do, uh, and, and that is copper. Uh, even even with good fiber optic products out there, installers are comfortable with copper. Uh, and given the choice, that's what they want. Uh, you know, and, and Julio said we've got to get more and faster technology. Obviously, that happens, and I agree with that too. I, I think that where this ends for the video industry uh, is with more and more compression. 
Um, today, you know, all the TV manufacturers and the source manufacturers, we go 4K, we go 8K, uh, more and more pixels, but we're also going higher frame rates. We're also going bigger pixels with high dynamic range content. So you've got this sort of exponential explosion of bit rates. You know, it's, it's more law. That's what happens. More bits. Uh, things, real physical devices in the universe, like pieces of copper cable, don't advance exponentially. Um, so, so in some sense, something's got to give. You've got these data rates exploding, and you've got cable technology slowly improving. Uh, and I think what's going to give is not consumer preference or expectation. Uh, it's not going to be some magical breakthrough in, in copper cable technology. I think more and more what we're going to have to see is new compression technologies that can deliver the quality that we need and, and the latency, low latency that we require in some applications. Uh, and be able to come at the problem that way. So maybe 10 gig Ethernet is good enough for now, and, and in a few years we'll have 25 gig Ethernet, and that will be good enough to carry 50 gigs of 8K bandwidth, for example. So where does it? I mean, I, I guess the, the question, Justin, is is which one is pushing what? Right? Are we? Are is is the the data rate uh, limit ceiling going to push the 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 backbone? Where hey, you know, suddenly corporations and and home networks or home networks and I'm not going to say home networks will never need 25 gig. They will eventually, right? They'll, somebody down the road. But but where corporations, where in the past five six years they've been pushing for 10 gig uh, networks, they're gonna they're gonna exceed their bandwidth for information, right? To where they're gonna start pushing for 20 or, or 30 gig uh, networks. Or is it us? Is it is it the delivery of video, regardless of whether it's compressed or not? Saying hey, well, you know, we need that. Yeah, I think always, you know, the application in the end is what drives the technology. People go build the technology because they think it's going to be useful and they'll be able to, to sell it one day. But they don't start selling it until the application comes along. So what what is a good application for, for 10 gig deployment? Well, for example, zero latency video delivery. Rather than today, you know, the sort of standard approach is build up a complete one gigabit data network and then build a total secondary network for your audio video, whether that's HD base T or, or, or whatever technology. Uh, instead, you know, IT managers and infrastructure managers might be able to say, hey, if we just build a 10 gig Ethernet infrastructure, we can let our audio video ride on that and only have one network. And it's that sort of application that 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 is the demand uh, that will drive the adoption of higher speed Ethernet, for example. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's stick with the network uh, for a little bit and and talk about uh, the article or blog post rather uh, on our buddy uh, AV Networks uh, website. It's called "Do We Really Need a Quote Unquote Winner in the Audio in the Networked Audio Field?" by Jonathan Owen, CTS. Um, Julio, let's start with you on this. Uh, it, it, honestly, and, and and Jonathan goes through and, and names the different types of of networked uh, audio that we're looking at. Basically, I'm going to ask the same question he asks. Do we need a winner? Do we have to have a winner in, in networked audio? Absolutely not. At the end of the day, you know, you're not going to go with just one solution, right? You're going to go with a solution that works. So to have one absolute winner, it's probably putting all your eggs in one basket, kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. So 
to answer his question, I say no. Yeah. So it just depends. It's it's uh, project specific. It's project project dependent depending on what you needed to get get done. Correct. All right, Mr. Fournier. Same question to you. Do do we have to have a, a one ultimate uh, ruler of audio network network audio? Um, right now, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's um, audio is not my strong point, so I'm you know I'm still playing catch up and learning Dante and and uh, AVB at the same time um, from a from an outsider's view, and I see plus and minuses for both types, and but being able to use the same infrastructure, I think, is is something that for most integrators that are looking at using it is going to be something that that is appealing to them. So they, they don't have to commit and say, okay, well, we're only a Dante house or we're only AVB. They, you can have that adjustability. It's like being a, you know, a DM or HD base T. It's, you know, the, you're both getting signal from point A to point B and you have your processing, but your, your control and your, your other third-party manufacturers products that you're going to throw online with it who's going to all play well with each other i think is going to be the huge determining factor in this as we go forward yeah. so interoperability making sure that everybody can, can talk to each other so mm-hmm. uh but to his point you know where they both have their plus and minuses that's where you know both players come into play so wherever the minus is at that's where the plus comes in wherever the plus is and you know so you just can't, you know, like George said, you just can't, you know, decide on we're going to be a Dante house and that's it. Call it a day. It just doesn't happen. Not in the real world. Right. Right. The, the manufacturers would prefer you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't cut it. But, you know, we all, you know, I've, I've, been, a, I've been a contractor. I've been, you know the three o'clock in the morning guy uh, trying to get it to work for the Monday morning meeting. And, uh, you know, uh, so that's where I look at it from both sides is saying, you know, I, I'd love our guys to, to settle on one thing and say, this is what it's going to be. But in the real world, that doesn't keep the integrators in business. Well, and the one thing is a lot of manufacturers are actually are, are, are playing multiple sides of this, right? Where they're giving you Dante and AV and the ability to do TSN and, you know, some other ones as well. Um, to where you don't have to choose, it's at least a specific manufacturer. So, uh, Mr. Kennington, any any words on this one? Do we have to have one ultimate uh, networked audio solution? I don't think in any in any situation like this do you have to have one winner, um, as long as the two competitors are are differentiated enough. Um, then then instead they sort of drive each other. You know, one they both want to beat each other. Uh, and so they improve themselves as they go along. So as long as it's true that there are pros and cons uh, to each of them, then it comes down to integrators and system designers, you know, going with what what better meets the requirements that I have today. Yeah, absolutely. Now right. at the same time, here's where I, you know I'm not the expert in in these fields. What are the clear pros and cons between Dante and AVB? The biggest one I'm aware of is is AVB and TSN requires. Uh, a certain support in the Ethernet switches, and I and I understand Dante does not. But that leads me to think AVB must have some other advantage, and I'm just ignorant of that. Do, do you guys know? So, so here's my my take on, on TSN AVB. Right, this this is my advantage. Um, first of all, it, it is you've got um, the not only the 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 audio aspect of it. But you do have the video, which is there, which there are people de- developing for, and you also have the control aspect, right? Okay. Don't don't do that to me. 
touching. Yes. Okay, I'm following. Okay. Um, but no, if but, I thought you were being stupid, I would just be. Explicit. Oh, you would be okay. Uh, but yeah, the, so so it's it's not just. Uh, I, I don't know that from a, a pure audio standpoint that AVB and, and is is superior to Dante or vice versa, right? I, I think that they're both valid. Um, I'm actually I'm, I'm assessing a, a Dante piece right now in our studio that lets you uh, connect um, computers, like individual apps and stuff like that. It's actually kind of slick. Um, but the thing that gives, I think, TSN an advantage over Dante is the, the video and the control part. Um, which is somebody that used to program that really still excites me is the fact that, that you can do all that on, on the network. So, right. Okay. That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. So, alrighty. Uh, so let's, so <laughs> this is kind of networking, but not really. Uh, the FCC has done some really, really smart things over the last couple of weeks, giving us the ability to, um, uh, pick our own cable box and stuff like that. That's really groovy. Now they're doing some stupid things. <laughs> so, now, Mr. Kennington has just recently moved to the Great White North, so this really doesn't impact him all that much. But we're still going to get his two cents on it. Um, so the FCC is looking to auction off even more Spectrum. Uh, March 29th, I believe, is the date that they are giving away, or not giving away, they're selling more. Um, and so here's the thing, and, and George, we'll start with you on this. There are folks lined up from Shore to Sennheiser to Broadway musicals to little churches in the middle of Idaho um, that are going to be impacted by even more spectrum. How is this, how it really is this going to, to affect those of us in, in the audiovisual industry that honestly, let's be honest, it, it, we're, we're using more and more wireless uh, than we did 10 years ago because now we are getting into significant um decent video transports that are um some of them are, are, are going over wireless spectrum and and so you don't, now we don't just have wireless handheld mics we have audio and video going wirelessly yeah i mean it, it's um having been in the new york city area um trying to to um get some wireless mics to work on a in a 80 story building that's within two blocks of NBC or CBS um, has always been a challenge. Um, if they start expanding the, the uh, spectrum to anybody and everybody, um, you're going to have to get some pretty channel agile systems in there um, to be able to handle this. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know which way we're going with this. I mean, it's really, uh, it scares me, but it's also interesting at the same at the same time. It's um, with the amount of video presentation systems. Everybody's got a phone or a tablet or something that's going to transmit one of seven different versions of something. Um, some of the stuff is transmitting only thirty feet, some of it thirty meters, and it and it goes through walls. So now it's you know what happens, and and this uh, if you have a couple of um, industries that start buying up the spectrum on it and start limiting it again, do we have what we had a couple of years ago where everybody has to start changing out systems lock, stock, and barrel in order to put the new stuff in? Yeah, um, absolutely. We will. Yeah, and that, so, that's a very good point is um, I, I know that both Sennheiser and Shore had a, a 
trade-in program, right, where they gave you a certain amount of of credit towards um, uh, their old frequencies and, and on on the purchase of new ones. Uh, I only know those two because I only deal with those two, so don't send me nasty emails and say, well, we did it too, whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I use Shure and Sennheiser, not exclusively, but those are the two main wireless systems that I've used. Um, sure. Justin, same question to you. You, you, I, I joke about you moving to the Great White North, so this doesn't impact you, but it does, right? Um, if you so go to the... Sense, huh? way, it's a little bit my fault. Uh, one of my... Uh... Really? One of my side projects back when I was at Google was designing the, uh, the front end for the software-defined radio that is their uh, white spaces communication device. Oh, that's that. Uh, you just suck then. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I helped build that, and then Google went and bid on all that spectrum back in, what, 2008, 2009? Yep. Oh, so he moved north as a witness relocation. Exactly. Hell <laughs> out of the country. His new, his new name is Pierre <laughs> Kennington. Yeah. I pissed off this industry and then moved into it. I'm not sure that was a that was the right play now. <laughs> but I am, am going to take their side here, which is okay. On. Whose side? The the electromagnetic spectrum is sort of a limited and and very public resource. How long are we going to let you know a few wireless microphones and a few churches and stadiums and auditoriums dictate how that? how that bandwidth is reserved and used when there are much more efficient ways to use that spectrum than, you know, AM and FM modulation at, at 30 kilohertz. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but you need to move to a more sophisticated modulation and quit using so much spectrum for a tiny little bit of audio data. Okay, right. it's not a tiny, hang on it. It's not <laughs> a tiny bit. Do you know how many Kill theaters, them. do you know how many theaters are in New York alone? Yeah, yeah, right. but I mean, per microphone, you're generating, you know, a few hundred kilobits of data in space that I could be using to send you know, 12 megabits and 25 megabits. Right. Well, irresponsible, yeah. frankly, waste. But uh, you know, you know, there's actually a funny part about that article that Pete wrote is he talks about MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Where they have all the wireless mics, but they also have all the computer wireless access points. And that happens to be right across the street from the behemoth of New Jersey, the um, the mall that has refused to open. Yeah. And I was originally involved with doing the AV install in there 12 years ago when it was first started. And there's an FM radio station transmitter sitting right next to the building. So the entire building is run in fiber because anytime you run copper longer than a certain amount of feet, the FM turned them in, into um, these grounding devices that would electrocute anybody who touched anything. Oh, nice. To a point where someone accidentally took the grounding rods off of one of the, um, one of the uh, lifts as they were putting up some uh, plasma displays and actually bored a hole in a sprinkler pipe with the shock, with the spark that shot from the, uh, from the uh, uh, from the lift, and then two weeks later, another grounding thing knocked a crane off the top of the building. Holy cow! <laughs> Cranes so, falling, pipes being bored through, and you guys are worried about buying some new wireless microphones. That's a bigger problem. <laughs> so we we had th that part of the state hums from the amount of <laughs> um, stuff that's uh, in the radio frequency in that area. You know, George, the, I'm just going to say this, and, and and I have lots of friends who live in New Jersey, but you are not helping the overall image 
<laughs> of your state. We'll go for a ride, and I'll show you the rest of the garden state. Okay. That's, really, and I learned this having just moved to that area you know, six years ago, and I'm going now. Yeah. But you get this picture in your mind from the rest of the U.S., and it, you know, that awful stereotype, it's all industrial and, and humming with electromagnetic energy. But that is just one little spot right there by yes. that essentially. And the rest of the state really is beautiful. It's really very nice. Yes. I live in Jersey. All right. Uh, Julio, we'll give you the last word on this. Where are we at? Where, are we in trouble here with, with wireless? Um, I, I have to agree with Justin. We have to. Oh, don't do that. There's more where that came from. Uh, only because, you know, and I only say this because 10, 15 years ago when I used to do AV, um, you know, you used to get all this crosstalk from taxis in the city. And you have all these high end meetings going on, and all of a sudden you got these taxis talking over the signal. And it's like, this has got to stop. It's gotten better over the years in the city, but. We definitely have to move to more sophisticated system. Yeah, and I think that was the the big thing that changed with some of the manufacturers a while yeah. back was the last time when spectrum change came around, it triggered these guys to actually really start innovating in some of their some of their yeah. solutions. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, it, it, and, and you know, it, and all joking aside, it did give give a lot of of innovation. Um, I know three different manufacturers are working on LTE. Transmission. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was more. There was new, renewed interest in IR. Um, I don't know why. I still don't get that. But there are some <laughs> folks that are actually doing really well with IR, both from a wireless standpoint as well as from listening assist standpoint. Um, and I always thought that IR was just the remote control, and, and I, I learned better than that. So There's that way you can use the microphone to turn on the TV. Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can do that. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this, uh, Mr. Justin Kennison. Thank you, sir. Very happy, very happy for you and your and your new move. So, uh, obviously, you don't have Twitter yet. So, how can people find you and or Aptovision? Uh, you can find us at aptovision.com. And uh, oh goodness, we have a we have a Twitter, and I need to find out what it is. I'm terrible at the social media. You are terrible too. <laughs> Horrible. Look at aptovision.com. Find me on LinkedIn, uh, and there you go. All right, very good, Julio. Very glad to to finally get you on, buddy. How can people find you? Unlike Justin, I'm all over LinkedIn, <laughs> Instagram, website. I mean, I'm everywhere. You are indeed H two three H three H three H D N. There we go. All right, thank you, buddy, Mister uh, George. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're welcome, sir. How can people uh, find you? You can find uh, you can follow FSR at FSR underscore Inc. Um, you can find me at George V. Fournier, F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R, just because I wanted to make the type of handle that no one can remember easily. <laughs> and, and the type that takes up, you know, half of your 140 characters, so. There you go. Yeah. I just need to throw, look it up, it's at AptoVision. There you go, see? There you go. <laughs> now your marketing team won't be mad at you, so. I am the marketing team, I should be fired. Yep. I got nothing for yeah, that. Just, I got, all right. I'll just leave that one there. <laughs> yep, just going to kind of leave that one alone. Um, my name is Tom Albright, but don't follow me. Go by the website. Uh, lots of really great people have done some really cool things. Um, I happened to break it this week, so that was one that, that my con- contribution to it this week. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't try to migrate servers in the middle of the night by yourself. If You're you've welcome. If you've never done it before. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. 
Uh, avianation.tv, avianation.tv. You will find this program and a host of others. Uh, our brand new uh, residential show comes to you live on Mondays, just like this one comes to you live on Fridays, uh, 2 Eastern, and then we'll post Mondays and Wednesdays, I think, is when we're doing those. So check that out. We've got a new EdTech coming up and a new state of control sometime soon. So avianation.tv, avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week. Oh, my God.